0: listening to Lighten Up with the Declutterista, and I'm your host, Becky Bass, the Declutterista. I'm all about having fun with mom life, decluttering, and interviewing inspiring guests. So this has been quite an exciting week. I've done a lot of different things, and that's kind of how I like to plan my schedule. I don't know if I planned it that well. Monday, I had my job, the Memory Cafe, so I help, I kind of set up this cafe atmosphere once a month where it's uh people with memory issues and their caregivers can come, and it's free, and there's like eighty memory cafes all throughout Massachusetts and they're international. Um and so this one was a performer, Dave Cuddy, and he had an amazing voice. I guess you could say Crooner voice, and he played the keyboard. He did things with the keyboard. And I pick up a ninety something year old woman in town who's like a Sharon legend. And, um, there's another woman who's been attending who was like the crossing guard that I grew up with. I remember her from like elementary school. And so, um, it was just so adorable because I forget what song it was like. And because I'm on the younger side, especially around the 90 people in the nineties, um, you know, I don't, sometimes I don't recognize the music, but obviously I'm catching on because a lot of times we have music and, um, one of my bosses said, go get the ladies to dance because the one I pick up always wants to dance. And so I I sometimes will dance with them if no one else is into it, but I feel a little bit awkward, which is weird because I'm not really shy, but... Yeah. I danced with her and I really got into it. I wasn't shy at all. I was really shaking it. And she was having me turn her, which is a little bit nerve wracking when you're turning like a 90 something year old. I'm like, please don't fall. Please don't fall. Um, and then anyways, the crossing guard, um, and her were dancing together and it was just so much fun to see so much joy in this population. Um, so it was a blast. And then Tuesday. Oh yeah. Tuesday was really cool. I went to Swap It. You can look it up as Swapping Good Time. I used to promote it a lot. Um, So basically, you can bring in some of your items that you don't want to wear anymore, and you can also use some of the items at the store. Swap It, and it's vintage, not vintage. Like, what's the best way to say it? Use clothes. I can't think of the better way to say it right now. Thrift. And so you have a stylist who helps you and it's affordable. So for the three of us to be styled for like an hour and a half, I think it was a special, let's say $70. And that includes five items and a lot of attention to help us figure it out. So it was a lot to get to Medford um, when you have a small window of time when you want to pick up your kids. But it was so much fun. I literally have like 15 items in my closet total. So I brought my whole wardrobe and just wanted people to like give their opinions of like what to wear and what to pair it with from the store. So it's a total blast. I totally recommend that. Um, It was kind of horrible and funny because my friend who lives in Medford, who's my best friend from college, um, she just had surgery and we were running so late, me and my other friend, that we couldn't really pick her up. But she can barely move because she just is very like moving gingerly. And so she heard that I was taking my whole wardrobe. So I felt bad that we didn't pick her up because we were running late. Um, cause it, I think it was a little bit more than she thought to go down three flights of stairs with her wardrobe in a lift. So that was bad. And then I think Wednesday I had a new client, which was really exciting. Um, a lot of fun with the young family who's actually been, who's actually been kind of checking me out for a while now, but hasn't really bitten the bullet until re- recently. So that was fun. Um, And, you know, just moving rooms around like they want their downstairs to be the playroom, but now it's upstairs and the upstairs be the office and, you know, just just overwhelmed with their stuff. But they're actually really good at decluttering and the kids are into it, too. It's just a matter of where to start. So it's kind of fun to be that kind of catalyst for lighting a fire under someone's tukas. So that was Wednesday and it was a half day. Oh, yeah. And then. When my daughter says, oh, we should have a party for stuffed animals, I'm like, okay, because she's not like that into, she doesn't need to have tons of playdates and stuff, so I said, oh, Hanukkah's coming up, and I don't think any of our neighborhood friends are Jewish, so that that might be cool, so let's have a birthday party for your stuffed animals slash Hanukkah party. So amazing that I had Lockie's and apple cake from Memory Cafe on Monday. And usually I don't try to take stuff, the leftovers, which I probably totally could because usually it's like things we don't need in the house. But hello, there were Lockie's potato pancakes that I could grab from Monday and apple cake, which is also kind of Jewish, and take that for my Hanukkah party. So literally didn't have to do very much for that. We didn't do anything Hanukkah-ish. Basically, had like a million kids over. The parents all dropped their kids which I like because then I don't have to entertain the parents, which I love to socialize, but sometimes it's kind of a lot of pressure to be on um, and also kind of help the kids. So basically all they did, they had boxes. My daughter's into boxes and painting the boxes and turning them into animals, which actually coming out pretty cute. My son wanted to pay her a dollar for one of them. um, And she thought that one was kind of creepy. It looked like a duck, like a creepy duck. So he was nice. He's like, since we both like it, Mom, we can put in the hallway so we can both share it. So, anyway, so everyone's painting boxes. There's, like, paint everywhere. Um, And that's – so my point in that is, like, they didn't need – we don't have tons of toys. So, basically, it was, like, painting boxes and then what else did they do? Yeah, maybe they were doing a little, like, aggressive stuff in the basement, like, shooting and stuff. But that's cool. Um, but yeah, they didn't play with a ton of toys. They were so entertained by just painting boxes and like saying it was for their stuffed animals. And then yesterday was the Massachusetts Conference for Women. I might be saying it wrong. 12,000 people. I bought tickets quite some time ago. $200. So cool. I guess Brene Brown was there the night before. Um, so I missed that. But, um, Malala, I am Malala was there. That was cool. The owners, the co-owners of the skim, were there. Very inspirational. So, great speakers there. And then today, two podcast guests. So it's been. A, oh, and tonight is going to be my husband's fancy work party. And I guess I'm just telling you about my life because there's some random tidbits. But also, just if you can try to plan your life and your week um and do interesting and fun things, it doesn't have to be all like errands or all blah, 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 same old thing, try to mix it up so you can do things that you like and you enjoying and make you excited to wake up every day. So yeah, I hope you guys all have a great week and try to design your, your life and your week to uh, get you excited. And now I'm going to give you a decluttering tip. So I was at a client's house and they had like three junk drawers. So th- no, yeah, in their kitchen they had like three, two were totally filled with junk and then they had one in like the dining room and I was kind of I like, I don't know why I like not junk, but like I like there was they had also another like storage box full of toys, but there were like lots of tchotchkes mixed in. I like the challenge of just going through and being like, no, 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 yes, yes, yes. So a lot of people don't know how to get started and it's basically what I did was I dumped out everything onto the floor, washed like a Clorox wipe or whatever kind of water, wiped the drawer so I feel like I have a fresh start and then I said to the husband was home and then texted the wife, can you have like one junk drawer because they were really deep drawers so it just is asking for like tons of crap. Just tons of little things. So we limited it to one junk drawer in the kind of dining room area. And then one of the drawers in the kitchen were for snacks. Because I said, you know, how do you feel about this? She said, oh, I'd actually love snacks to be in one of those drawers. So we did that. So much easier to maintain that than like just putting little odds and ends and not knowing what you have. So I just had everything on the floor and then kind of categorized it and um, put in a bag the stuff I would donate asked the husband and the wife, like, do you want me to leave this bag of stuff I would donate? They said, I don't, I, if there's anything in the junk drawer, I believe that you're fine to just donate it without me even looking at it. So, I mean, that's basically, so sort it, declutter, get things out of the house. I still don't understand how people go through the effort of decluttering and then the bags kind of just stay in the house and they don't move it to the next step to donate it. Um, I just think you've kind of done the hard part. Um, so if you're local to me and Sharon, just kind of let me know, cause I'm always going to donate things and, uh, it's, I feel like you can feel lighter if the things are actually out of your house. So, yeah, so I guess the point of this decluttering tip is this is how you, this is how I would do it, a drawer, a cabinet, but also if you have a big space, kind of load the big space up with big items, not tons of, like, a, like I said, a deep drawer is just asking for tons of little tchotchkes. So maybe put like... You know, like snacks and there's something easy to maintain. So, if you have three junk drawers, try to limit it to one. So, yeah, that's my decluttering tip. So, I have a very special guest with me here today. It's Melissa Stafford, fellow Sharonite, fellow mom friend, full time working mom, and has her own business. The Good Life Creations. That's the best intro because usually I stumble. And then I tell people that I get nervous and then they get nervous. How are you doing today, Melissa? She's a little nervous. It's so cute. I'm, I'm like, a
1: little nervous today, Becky. I'm not gonna lie. And in the car on the way over here, I kept practicing. Well, thank you for asking, Becky.
0: Oh God, no, don't do that. <laughs> That's horrible. Well, thank you. That's a great question. Oh my God. People usually say really nice things about me, which is really awkward. Um, but so don't do that. Anyway, I'm gonna say nice things about you. So right away I thought about having you on the show because a lot of times, you know, you have four kids and people are like, I'm too busy to do this. I'm too busy to do that. But you are working full time. We're talking commute to Boston, four kids, all different ages, ranging from six to 18. 18, all boys. All boys. That's a lot. That's boy, a lot oh of boy. boys, Boy, oh boy. Um, And you have your business and it sounds like you found, would you say this is your passion that you discovered? How did this all come to be? How did you get to be this busy mom?
1: Well, I was always a busy mom even when I just had one because I was a single mom at first. I had my son, John, who's 15 now. I had him on my own. And so it was just him and I with an awesome family and an awesome village. And then I met my now husband at karate. We um, met on the mat. Which karate again? Personal best, okay. which is now the Mosca village. Oh, right. And we met on the mat doing self-defense.
0: On the mat sounds kind of risque. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's uh, yes, cool. Full
1: white uniform, so not, not you know, very, yeah. very tantalizing, but we met <laughs> on the mat and became really great friends, great group of people, wonderful atmosphere, and we became very great friends. And then we fell in love. And we blended our family. so he has two sons. I had one son, and then we had Jackson together. So we've got this really great group of guys, and it's a it's a busy life. Yeah, but we love it. We're great parents in the sense that we we're always coordinating. So we really are both very involved, and one without the other is a little tougher of a night, but we work it out. but we both have really big roles in the family to make it work.
0: That's awesome. So I read on your website that you were doing the mom thing, you're working full time, you're doing laundry, all the things, and then you kind of realized you needed an outlet, which I think is super cool. That's not working or mom life. So can you tell a little bit more about that? So years ago,
1: when my littlest was just a baby, a friend of mine at work, Karen, shout out to Karen, because she kind of was a game changer here. (gasps) She said, hey, have you seen this really cool vinyl cutter? And once I checked it out, there was just no turning back. I asked Santa to bring it for me, and he didn't really want to, but he did. So thank you, Santa. He suggested I get the dust cover because it was going to collect dust and nothing would happen with it. And my sister was also a naysayer who has changed her mind. Mm -hmm. But from there, it just completely blossomed into just trying all different things. What else can I make? You know, researching things, trying and failing, and just going on and on, what different things can I use? And then someone said, hey, can you make me a onesie? And then it just from there, hey, I can make onesies and I can make things that people want. And it just kind of grew from there. And then Mm -hmm. my goals changed and things shifted. The things that I wanted to do just kind of grew and it just kind of took over and it just became such a wonderful thing, making people happy with the things that I made.
0: So was it first a hobby, just an outlet, and then you discovered the need, the excitement that there's something here and you decided to make it a, a business? Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: It's, I do love working on those custom orders that people just have a thought in their mind. I really want something special for someone for this event. And then I make it for them. And usually, I would say 99% of the time, it's exactly what they wanted. And they come back for the next event.
0: Oh, that's awesome. So it's just – it's pretty much just you. And it sounds like sometimes – how do you get your family involved in the process? Not very often. <laughs> <laughs> that's real. That's a real they're, answer. They're
1: supportive. They're supportive. So right now is actually my busiest time of the year. And I let them all know in the beginning of the week, don't expect a lot from me. <laughs> don't, oh, ex- don't expect a lot of dinners. <laughs> help out with the laundry. You know, I'm really sorry. I'll get you ben next for week. yourself. <laughs> I'll get you next week. Yeah. Um, but they're great. One of my sons actually um, – one year he unpackaged all the Santa sacks that I had to monogram. So mm-hmm. he he made a few dollars helping out with mom's business. And this year he helped out slicing a lot of jalapenos for, um, I know we'll talk about the, the other section of my passion, but he helped out in the kitchen slicing about 10 pounds of jalapenos. See, I knew so. they did stuff. <laughs> so
0: yes, they can be helpful and, and they are patient, you know, when I need to be doing other things. Okay. And they're, they're proud of you. Cause a lot of people say, you know, there's a lot of guilt when you have a business and you're a mom or a parent, um, you know, I, I should be spending, they should yourself, I should be spending more time with my kids. But in the long run, it's the, it sounds like they do benefit from seeing you kind of live your dreams and not be miserable.
1: <laughs> I, you know, I, I agree with that. And I think too, you know, and I have a lot of, you know, moms, whether they're stay at home or working, just say, "I don't know how you do it," and I'm always quick to say, "I don't do it all." Like, there's no possible way that anybody can, and anyone who tells you that they can, they're just—I don't know where they live. Um, but I phone it in. If I can't make dinner, I phone it in. If mm-hmm. I can't pick up a kid, my husband does. If mm-hmm. I can't get to the laundry, well, some of the laundry doesn't look so bad. Throw those pants on again. You just figure it out and no one can do it all. And I have a wonderful cleaning lady who comes every other week and she bails me out. And so it's just, you make it work. Yeah. Not everything's perfect. You don't always get everything done. If your successes are more than your fails, then you've got it. So
0: that's, yeah, that's totally true. Um, so tell me about this other part of your business. of so food—you're getting into the food world. How did that happen? How did you discover that that's that's your baby?
1: So I love to cook. Um, my maiden name is Nicotera. I spent many Sundays with my Nana Eve in the kitchen, learning to make ravioli and gnocchi and sauce and pesto and just—I it was awesome. So I've always loved to cook, and we did a farm share a few years ago. And we ended up with an abundance of jalapenos. (laughs) Mm. So I did some research and found this wonderful recipe. It's it's called cowboy candy. Um, if you just go on Pinterest, but it, my product will be renamed something else. Um, so I made this product that everybody is just clamoring for and I cannot keep it in stock and I'm always out. And so I'm, I've decided to go the route of making it all legal and hoping to go to supermarkets and. Farmers markets and selling it online, and so that's kind of where that's leading me. And my family was just eating everything I was making. So I've got a salsa, I've got a balsamic onion jam, and blueberry lemon jam, and apple butter. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, so I've got tons to add to this next year. So 2020 will be a big food year for the good life. Oh
0: wow! So I I wanted to have you on the show because you're my bud. You're in Sharon. I never know what to give people, so it's like let's get to know Melissa she's local come on Sharonites like we don't we can always look thoughtful now now that we have Melissa in our life I when was it oh I think it was a networking meeting that we both went to you had these signs so this is from the vinyl cutter with this yes so that's hand painted
1: but I designed it online cut the vinyl painted um so you did the, the painting sign. yes
0: okay so I love it it says never grow up so I purchased that and I'm I'm someone who gets a little bit Annoyed at the signs that you can get at Marshalls, you know, or any place. Now it's very in to have any kind of sign. So yes. the fact that I was drawn to this sign was like kind of special because I'm kind of picky. I don't just buy stuff just to fill my walls. So this spoke to yeah. me because I don't think I've grown and, up. And
1: there's <laughs> nothing wrong with the whole home sense, home goods. No. I love them, and you know, I love them just as much as everybody else. I can spend hours, you know, tooling through Marshalls and whatnot. But these are really handmade, you know, and. And although they're gorgeous, they're not 100% perfect. They are, they're the way they should be, you know? So if it's somebody who likes the mass produced um, type of thing, then that's probably not something that you'll find with me mine right. is very handmade it's it's gorgeous let me just say so it's not that it's imperfect but it's just it's not mass-produced
0: so it's unique yeah, it's, no two are the same what is that it's not rustic what is that called when it's um blah, blah, blah. it's a
1: little bit distressed. distressed it is a little rustic maybe thinking. a little shabby chic shabby chic um, yes we're going but there. no two are the same they're all different because i put my my vision into each one so there's nothing mass-produced are you me.
0: sure it's your first po- i put my vision you're so good you are so you are so radio, and you have a good radio voice too. Oh, yes. another thing, I'm so promotional, and no one even like tells me to do this. Well, but I'm we obsessed. can't see you. <laughs> well, we're taking pictures. I'm looking down at my shirt, and no, we're going to take pictures, and it says the good life 02067. So I'm a townie. I grew up in Sharon 02067 is Sharon, and I don't know if I just saw these online. I was like, oh my god, I need one of those. I, did you know I wore this to my high school reunion? Did I tell you that? You did tell me. Oh that. god, yeah. so awkward. Yeah. So and um, I mean, what are some other things that you do? What are hot for your from the Good Life store? Um, the Good Life Creations. It looks like PJs for Christmas or PJs hot. for
1: Christmas. Um, I'm doing lots of blankets and pillows right now with mugs and teacher gifts. Um, but people are loving the Good Life shirts. I find that. It just it resonates with them, you know, because it's kind of home to them and they're enjoying their life. And that's kind of where I came up with with the brand. It just really stuck in my heart and I just went with it. That's awesome.
0: And I read online, tell about the story how you came up with the name where you're in the car. Oh gosh. That was so cute. Yeah. So going out
1: to dinner with my family. So like Becky was saying, I have four sons and you know, they are six, fourteen, fifteen, and eighteen. And one of the things I don't like is actually being in the car with everybody. They drive each other crazy, yeah. even with those types of ages. They instigate the little yeah. one. Everybody's just bananas and it, it, I'm always like stressed out in the car with them. And I just kind of laughed one day and I was like, you know, I have a really good life. Yep. And I was like, the good life.
0: <laughs> this yep, is it. This it is, is it.
1: So, you know, I had a brand before. Yeah. What and was it, that? It was called Driscoll by Design and okay. Driscoll is a family name. But when I ever thought of the good life, I was like, that's it. It was kind of that, that Oprah aha minute where it just, that's it. That's yeah. me. That's my life and yep. I want to share that. So then the brand came up and the zip code and it was like the good life where you live, the good life where you are, where's your heart? Yeah. And so that's kind of where it came out.
0: Yeah, it was just so perfect for me because I think I don't know, I just love share and I love the people of share when I saw that. I'm like, yeah, that's that's just it was so perfect. So I had to get it, I had to sport it all around town. And I actually brought your um your salsa And your cowboy candy, the Good Life Creations cowboy candy, to a swap, to a gift swap, thinking that would be good promotion. It didn't work out. I should have had it as the appetizer. You know, when you bring something. Right. And they're like, what is that? Yeah. So that would have been better. Um, but it was like in a bag, in like a big Y bag. I don't know. It just wasn't well oh, done. Like no. I was hoping. That, oh, no. I know. It was, yeah, it was bad. We got your presentation. I know. The intention was good. So next time I'm just going to like have it out. Oh, look what I'm bringing. Well, Dimitrien is now taking mine because he was super thought- thoughtful and got me a podcast mug. But um it's just a great gift. Like I said, I'm someone who never knows what to what to do, so now I can always be thoughtful. But everyone will know it's uh it's mm-hmm. the good life creations. So tell me more about how you do it all. Okay, so you said you outsource, but what time are you up in the morning? What's going on? What are you doing on the train? you have a long commute I am up around well I set the alarm for six as my husband
1: can attest he's usually pushing me at like 6 30 but I'm up showered out the door with the littlest at 7 5 okay and then catching the 7 30 train into the city okay um I used to spend my time on the train reading but now I'm usually chatting with friends so yes. I use that time a little bit better to catch up with people okay and my day job is very demanding so I basically run all day um but I've been there a long time. I've been there almost 17 years at my day job. So that's um, a long time, great relations there at work. They're, they're my people during the day. Okay. So it's social too. They're awesome. They're really awesome. awesome. And, um, and then once I get home, it's, you know, I'm coordinating with the husband on text, who's picking up who can you get these kids where? And, um, you know, so we just kind of divide and conquer through the night and then we figure out dinner and, you know, who's got, you know, Wrestling, and who needs this for tomorrow? And we kind of work through that. After I get the little to bed, then I kind of switch gears and go into my workshop and try to figure out what you know. Depending on the time of year, it can be. So right now it's the Christmas holiday, so I'm working on all kinds of orders. This week is my most craziest week of the whole year. So So would you say like four hours after the kids go to bed, you're working? I have been known to stay up until three in the morning um, on a work night. Okay. And then getting to the post office on my way to the train the next day. So, oh wow. It can be a very busy time, very busy time. But it's great. Once that adrenaline kicks I in, I had the must... adrenaline kick in around 11 and I'm like, I could totally go another few hours and I do.
0: Yeah.
1: I just keep it going. And um and it's great. I end up leaving the house with 20 packages the next day and shoving them in the the post office mail slot. I'm sure they're loving me. <laughs> Like oh here she is again. <laughs> here She is again. Yeah. Um but thankfully they're all postage paid, you know, I'm just throwing them at them, but um but it's great. I love that adrenaline rush and I love getting those packages out and tracking them to see if they've received them and it's just kind of a
0: thrill for me. Cuz you're like it's I don't know, just a rush of see how much you can actually get done. Like can like kind of in awe of yourself like I actually did that. I love seeing the pile of packages. Like I love
1: packaging. I love branding. I love to to just look at the package and see like, okay, this is how they're going to open it and this is how they're going to see it. Like, I don't just shove it in a poly mailer. It's wrapped. It's got my my brand materials in it. It's just, you know, it's got stickers on the front. You've got happy mail. You know, so I'll just ship you something.
0: No, well, I was impressed that you had your own
1: tissue paper. Yes. Yes. You even so wrapped I love wrapping, it nice for me. I wrapped the jars in it. And, you um, didn't have to have your own tissue
0: paper. That's a nice little touch there. I,
1: I, that's what I love about it. I love the whole, like, how does it make you feel? Does it make you feel good to receive it? Then mm-hmm. that's – my job is done.
0: Awesome. And you went through a whole brand change. So you—is that so, you sound like you're good at it? But you have you outsourced. You had someone do that.
1: Yes. It's funny. Recently, I was chatting with um, my cousin Nikki, who used to do kind of similar to me a few years ago. And back when we first started doing it, I literally shovel, shoveling things into those um, USPS um, cardboard mailers, like yeah, the yeah. envelope mailers. And I was like shoving them in and I was scribbling <laughs> yeah. names on the front. Sounds like And me. to see yeah. like how far I've come from yeah. there to, you know, where my brand is now, it's like, I love just looking back and seeing all the things that I've accomplished. And it yeah. just inspires me to just push it forward. You know, each year my goal is to just do a little bit better than I did the year before. And I've. I've done 25% better this year, which is huge. But now I want to make some more specific goals, like push things in different directions with a different end result, you know, with the food this year Mm -hmm. um, and just make different goals as opposed to just saying, oh, I just want to do better than last year.
0: So Yeah, more specific. Set more
1: specific goals.
0: Okay. And who's, is this, are you driven yourself with the goals or do you have a coach or how does this work? I do not have a coach, yeah. um,
1: but I belong to a few groups, some online, some in person, and even just going and hearing about what they're doing just mm-hmm. inspires me and pushes me to go further. Okay. Um In my world, though, not a lot of people do food. That just seems to be something that, eh, I don't want to do that. It's too difficult. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like I'm kind of on a ship alone doing that. Um, But I do go through a school for that. So they're supportive. But as far as other mompreneurs, like there's not a lot of – other people that I know who are actually making food and selling it,
0: okay, um, that way that's good and bad for in terms of you don't have a buddy, right? right. Yeah, 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 pros
1: and cons for sure. Um, so not a ton of competition, but not a lot of good, you know, collaboration.
0: So okay, what's you that process is complicated. You were saying can you can you talk more about the food process? Like all that you had it to go through It is
1: complicated um, and expensive. Yeah, so it's um, I did go. There is a school out in Warren, Rhode Island called Hope in Maine, and they will incubate you. So I took some classes through them, and then they helped you go Sorry, what's incubate
0: you? I mean, sorry. So all
1: these people who have these great food ideas, they mm-hmm. can go to this school, and then they will help you, like, right within this school. And they have a whole bunch of kitchens so that you can actually make the food in their kitchens. They have certified, Board of Health certified kitchens in there. So once you're done with your Board of Health filings, you can actually make the food right in their kitchens. Okay. They've got labelers, you know, and they just have all the equipment that you need. They've got dry storage, cold storage. They have it all. They have it all. This place is awesome. They do a farmer's market. They do all kinds of food tastings. They have cooking classes for kids. It's in this cute little town, Warren, Rhode Island. So they help you go through the whole process of, you know, there's all these steps involved with... Getting to the board of health and just becoming registered and getting insurance and doing serve safe and you have to take an online class which was torturous. Oh, really? Yeah, driest. Oh, driest, most boring material ever. I get why you have to do it, but it's it's um it's long. Okay. So um, and you have to send your items to a lab. So I had to send my items off to the lab for testing. So there's just all kinds of things that go into this. So right now I'm working on my
0: board of health filing. Okay. That sounds riveting. Yes. It's very exciting. So when are these going to be – how long does this take? When do you think you're going to be legal?
1: I'm hoping for probably early February.
0: Early February. Okay. Awesome. And all of these products that you were just talking about, the jam?
1: Salsa and jalapenos only. So the only two that I had tested. Okay. Cool. So you have to file each one separately. So starting with these two and then we'll go on from there. Awesome. Can – Are people going to be able
0: to order from The Good Life? Is that where you're going to –
1: Once they're legal, yes. I will be putting them up on the website. I can ship anywhere. No problem. It'll have the lovely tissue paper that you got
0: the other day. I love that tissue paper. (laughs) So my my father-in-law, I post on Instagram, of course. um, He loves spicy. And so I made him try. I was actually kind of irritated because they were watching the game. And I was like trying to like figure out how to give it to them because sometimes he's not having carbs. So I'm like, how do I give, how do I give him this cowboy candy? And he's like super cute. He's mm-hmm. so I thought it'd be a funny picture. Um, and they were kind of like my husband was kind of like, babe, at halftime. And I was like, mm. I was kind of hurt. I was like, no, maybe not. So if it what didn't have to do with you, I'd be like, screw you. <laughs> but I was like, okay, all right, let's do this for Melissa. Good, good picture here. So he did enjoy it mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he said it was, he said it was medium for him, not me, because he's a spice he loves, like, intense, Mm -hmm. so does that make sense? For someone who loves spicy, that would be medium?
1: Yes, it definitely, well, because it's sweet, so it's in a sugar syrup. So Mm. it's sweet with a little bit of heat on the back end. Okay. So, you know, people are intrigued by it. They're like, "Hmm, what do you do with that? What is it? Yeah. Tell me what you do because they gave recipe cards. So we did a food testing at my house because believe it or not, I actually did not like cowboy candy.
0: Okay. And Uh I've
1: made pound upon pound, like so many pounds of this product and I did not like it. Okay. And so finally one night I'm like, you know what? I'm going to plan a food tasting at my house. And I made probably six different recipes that incorporated the cowboy candy. And I had some friends over, and we tested them all out, and had everybody pick their top two, and I made those recipe cards. And so oh. I actually really like them now, but only in recipes. Like, I can't just eat them out of the jar, okay. which a lot of people makes do. not A lot of people love just to eat them right
0: out of the jar. So what were the top recipes for people who don't see can't? Uh, the candy in their future, like give us some, what are the two that people like the most? So for
1: me, who I don't like to just eat them yeah. out of the jar, so the wontons. So there's a wonton recipe oh. where it's a cream cheese, mozzarella, cheddar mixture with some diced cowboy candy. And you put that in the wonton wrapper and you oh. deep fry it. Oh, can't be bad. <laughs> exactly. A little bit of salt on there and it's there to die for. They really, really are good. And we also did a bacon chicken ranch Ooh. quesadilla. Okay, And I can that, see that was really good too. Okay. That was really good too. So you know, you can go as lighter as heavy as you want with the jalapeno. So you can okay. make it a little lighter, you know, yeah, on yeah. the peppers, you know, so it really is kind of you're kind of deciding how much heat you want. And it's got to be one of those things if it's mixed in with that like what is that? There's exactly, something different exactly. here. Exactly. Exactly. And it this? just some it just gives it a tiny little kick, you know, yeah. cuz I dice it up and then you can kind of decide how much how much you want. But people love it on their um, on their bagel with cream cheese, cheese and crackers, oh. in a sandwich, on a hot dog. My mom's favorite is a cheeseburger with Swiss cheese, caramelized onions, and cowboy candy. Oh, she's fancy. Fancy. I right? like it. Yeah,
0: fancy. Well, I'm starving now, honestly. I don't know. So that's I'm going to transition into like what sort of advice do you have, you know, for moms or people who are just, you know, they have a good job and they're busy, like – I don't know. They're just... But they feel like there's something missing. I don't know. Is that kind of similar to what happened? Like, you just wanted something different. I mean, it can't be easy. It's not easy.
1: Um... I think I first want to say, moms, you're all doing a great job. Like yes. whatever that means to you, yes. you're, you're doing it. You're like yes. you're, you're getting it done every day. Like there's something to be said for that. Like there should be an award for just like all right, I did it. Like I got this getting day out done. the door. Yeah, I did this today. I'm like, so proud of myself for, for getting the
0: kids in the to school on time. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a lot. Some
1: days are harder than others for sure. Especially yeah. I'm trying to catch a train, so.
0: I don't have a lot of wiggle room on when we get out the door. Oh, that's so. true. You're probably just like grabbing them by the.
1: Shirt. I am at the when the doors are open. I'm literally watching the lady walk to the door and turn on the lights. You know, so yeah, we are. There's probably like five other cars too that are doing the exact same thing. But I think um, my advice would be just keep your successes more than your fails. You know, if you feel like you're failing all the time, then you
0: need to switch it up.
1: Hmm. Go talk to someone, go out and just do something for yourself, refresh,
0: Mm -hmm. re-energize. What do you do to refresh? Is it the work that kind of gives you the energy or do you do anything besides this? Like in your – Quote, spare time. Not really. <laughs> I don't know when you would have that. <laughs>
1: this is kind of it. In my spare time, I actually like to come up with new designs, mm-hmm. um, new items, uh, because I don't, during these busy times, I don't get time to just be creative. I'm just funneling orders mm. um, type of thing. So it's not, that's not a huge creative outlet. I enjoy it, don't get me wrong, but I'll enjoy coming coming up with new recipes. For 2020, and some new designs to kind of incorporate that. I'd love to do more gift baskets and just kind of fine tune more of my brand of of what it's going to be. Okay, um but nobody can do it all, and you just do the
0: best you can. And do you feel like not to put words in your mouth because you're so excited about it, you're not really working? Do you feel it, like, or do you feel like you're working on this? <laughs> Let
1: me long think about pause that. I know you know or do you some feel days, stressed? some days it does and some days it just doesn't you know when I was working through doing my online class for the food business yeah. I was like holy moly questioning a little bit this is serious work like this is so this hard It's no joke yeah this is not you know this is no it's no joke it yeah. was, and I get why you have to do that and I, I really had to push myself to get through it yeah the other stuff does not feel as much like work now when I was slicing up those jalapenos I actually was saying to my husband, this almost feels like childbirth because it's really, really hard when you're going through it, but then you forget about it and you do it again. Mm -hmm. Of course, there's not a lot of pain involved in jalapenos except the cramping hands and the crazy smell from the peppers. Do they burn your eyes like onions? No, but it's more the smell when I'm cooking it Mm -hmm. um, can – be irritating. Okay. So I remember my son was watching my little guy was watching Home Alone while I was making this, and I could hear him over there going, <laughs>
0: <Aww>. <laughs> like, "Oh no, I'm it's so sorry." I know. <laughs> That's awesome. Just keep watching. Yep. Yeah, we're we're doing it all pretty much. Um. So, do you have any like final thoughts for the audience? I think you're awesome. Keep doing what you're doing. You're so sweet. Oh, stop you it. You're so sweet. Everyone, just buy Melissa stuff. Well, Aww. how do you? I mean, how do you keep? Keeping up with the demand, because it's growing. Just keep staying it's up. It's growing. The
1: it's awesome. Um, I think... So it's funny, I keep a, I keep a notebook, I live by my notebook, and literally my whole day is just planned out, you know, except for my work day, like right after work, it's like, all right, tonight, I'm going to actually put up my Christmas tree because I'm having 50 people at my house tomorrow for a Christmas party. Mm-hmm. So time to take down Halloween, but we have a pack meeting for scouts. So it's like, I literally have everything right planned out, you know, I got to Wegmans before I got here. So today's a, a day that I'm at home and not in the city. So okay. um so once I leave here, I got to go home and, and do day job. So it just all works out eventually. And yeah. I just keep in mind, well, priorities. Okay, that didn't get done. I didn't make the cake from scratch. I bought a cake. Right. So I think I just try to keep it realistic.
0: And you're having 50 people over tomorrow, right? 50, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. yeah Okay. So what's that, just a regular day?
1: Annual holiday – my annual holiday party. Oh, wow. But I also have a birthday party in the morning. We've got basketball after that. Two of our sons are in wrestling, so there's a big quad at Sharon yeah. High School. So um, go, Sharon. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, it's going to be a busy day. Yeah. But I hired help. I have someone coming at 3.30 tomorrow. Was it an accommodator? Yes. Ooh. I have an accommodator coming at 3 30. Good for you. See, way to Probably to outsource. not the
0: easiest. Way to yeah. outsource. Yeah. And it's it all gets done. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. You're a rock star and just a delight to have on the show, delight to know around town. Thanks, Beth. And I hope you had fun. You did a great job. Thank you.